the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Everybody, I'm Dennis Prager with Julie Hartman, and therefore it's known as Dennis and Julie. I am very open in my life, in general, and even in public. I long ago decided that the more I hide, the less people relate to, to me. I was going to say to you, to anybody. Having said that, I I have been exponentially open on Dennis and Julie. It's it's uncanny how, uh, well, we both are open about ourselves on, on our show or podcast. I was thinking that the conventional broadcasting advice would probably be to appear open, but not to truly be Excellent. That's open. right. Yes. So we're... What we're... We're, we're bearing we're, all. Well... You know, it's amazing how we we hit topics that I never would have expected. I still, obviously, I have some in mind, but I I want to deal for just a quick moment about something I realized. I don't know when in my life I realized this. I, not just for moral or political or philosophical reasons, I emotionally love the real. I, I, the, in, in every, in everything. And there's, I'll give you an example. All right. I was trying to, I was debating so many examples. So I've been a talk show for 40 years. So there is and I, and I spot this in a second, like a, a pro basketball player can spot something in another basketball player in a second that the rest would not necessarily notice. When a talk show host goes like this, Hi, everybody, and you're at the uh, Phil Smith show here, and we're going to really... You know, and I'm thinking, but he doesn't talk that way off the air. So it's not real. And, and I can't handle that. I think I told you this or I mentioned that it on this show, but when I first started listening to you, I could tell that you were real by your voice, not solely by your voice, but in large part because of it. And that's, I think when I'm, and I can tell if someone, and I know you can too, I can tell if someone's real in two minutes, within two minutes of meeting them, two or three. And a lot of it is their voice. That's interesting. Well, that's why I know, I'm sure you've had this, uh, when people tell me who 
work in my life or been with me. So the, the, the first thing people ask them when they mention knowing me or being with me, what is he what like? What is he like? And it sort of takes them aback because they realize there's no answer to that. The answer is exactly what you see is what he's like. But people, the question proves my point. People know that they're not getting the real deal or they wouldn't ask that question. Their assumption is if you're in public, you're not being real. Oh, of course. I mean, because if you're entertaining people, there's this idea that you put theatricality first or... um, so you say right, something a, for a, a effect. Persona. First. It, it, a persona, yes, right. That's, yes. a, that's a good way to put By it. By the way, you know, uh, I'm I'm quite close to Adam Carolla, and we did a movie together. We've gone around the country doing events together. He's a perfect example of the exact same person in public and private. Every conservative I've met, and I know I've said this on Dennis and Julie, every single public figure conservative I've met has been exactly the same in person as they have been on the air. that's a great point. And I cannot say the same, and I've met many people in Hollywood. I cannot say the same about every actor or actress or left-wing public figure that I've met. That's a very very good point. I cannot think of one exception. Yeah. It's a world of the real. Anyway, uh, what what prompted it? Oh, yes, about our talking here and, and be it's even more real because of, of the way both of us open up on this. Anyway, everybody, welcome to uh, Dennis and Julie, second time, a second welcome. So I, I have been thinking about a subject that you know I've been thinking about. You know I've been thinking about yeah, it too, yeah, but well, in a different yeah, way. Well, you've been thinking about it. It's built, it's virtually built into females to think about it. So I'll do a little preface. Each sex has its battles. And we'll talk about the female battle. We should talk about the male battle. I'm sure you may not even know what I'm going to say. Sexual Uh, urge? Yes, that's right. I know what you're going to say. Okay, obviously. (laughs) Women don't know that. Women, see, men know women are not men. Women don't know that men are not women. Well, that's why women are the ones that are primarily pushing this gender fluidity. Men and women are well, the same and, thing. And, well, and that's certainly why they're pushing the uh, toxic masculinity thing. It's like I, I, I want to deny that you are who you are. Right. I, want to, I want you to be me. Which is a very bizarre thing because women don't really want men to be women. It's that's a. Re- I, I know I'm I'm derailing you here, but that's a really good point. It shouldn't be that that um, we should deny male nature. We should acknowledge it and then seek to correct it or or, or, or work put it in with line. It. Well, right. Yes. Keep it keep we, it in check. We we need to correct it. You need to work with us, and I have a lot of thoughts on that. Obviously. But anyway, both sexes have their battles, and they're not the same battles. And one of the battles for women is their looks. So it's very interesting what in our sick age, the 
our lazy age, it's really one of its characteristics. Knowing that women battle that, what the the feminist left, not feminist left, feminist slash left worlds uh, have, have been advocating is don't even think about how you look. That's the answer to the age-old problem. So that's what fat acceptance is about. It's a perfect example. And dirtiness acceptance, even though that isn't a, you know, I think um, normalizing fatness is a term, but normalizing dirtiness isn't, but it's just something that I've observed that it is sort of a, uh, a fad among a select group of women to not shave their armpits, to not... Is that true? Yes, to not wash their clothes consistently, to kind of look a little the, grungy. I thought the shaving thing was, died in the 60s or 70s. Oh, no, it's not dead. It's not? <laughs> oh, no, it's definitely not. Don't... It's Well, prim- and you know what? You know what the, the statement is? Why would I do that? It's not natural. And if a man doesn't want me because of that, screw him. Well, no pun intended. <laughs> Uh, only you would think of that. You no, being no, a man. That's right. Only and, uh, half, not you, Dennis only Prager. Only half but... the population yes, would think that's, about it. Yes. That's a better way to say it. Yes. That, that that just flew right over my head. I get it. You're a female and I'm a male. The, uh, the, that is the reason for getting rid of the swimsuit competition in the Miss America pageant. The... The delegates, the women who won the state competitions, they didn't vote for it. They're, they're, they're actually proud of how much they've worked out and look good in they a swimsuit. They should be. And they should it's be. It's an amazing feat. That's exactly right. But the, the anti-reality, life should not be in any way painful left. That is what is at the core or a core of leftism. Life should not have any pain. And it is painful that women would ever be regarded as a sex object, which in and of itself is worth, uh, by the way, a discussion on, on Dennis and Julie. Uh, I, I don't understand why that is bad. The, the contempt that these feminists must have for men is even deeper than I thought it was. They don't understand that we can actually balance an understanding that a woman can be sexy and bright and creative and talented and and every all all other good things that we would think about a male. Right. But and that's an added and isn't it a nice thing that it's added? I mean, isn't life hard and isn't that a sort of little perk in life, the male female difference? And to celebrate it is better than to deny it. It, it, The the joyless nature of leftism drives me out of my mind. And the getting rid of the swimsuit competition in the Miss America contest was a perfect example. Like, why? So I'm supposed to tune in because I care what Miss Montana thinks about Ukraine. Right. That's, but, but, but. I don't care what Mr. Montana thinks about Ukraine. I don't I don't care about what the quarterback of a Super Bowl winning team thinks about Ukraine. I care about what wise people in foreign affairs think about Ukraine. It, well so it, it's not a it's not a knock 
uh, on on uh, the Miss America uh, contestants that I don't care what they think about Ukraine. Mm-hmm. It's not a knock on football players that I don't care. I care about their football. I, in a beauty contest, I care about their beauty. Now, if they sound like a dummy, it's it's a turn off. To be perfectly honest, most healthy men are not turned on by dummy women. Okay, I mean just you know a revelation number seven seven three. But it's so anyway, back to the battles. Okay, so the battles. We'll talk about male battle another time because it's it's everybody's battle. So I am I guess I could speak about her. You know, I'm I'm married to a beautiful woman. Is that fair to say? <laughs> Certainly. And and I'm not saying it because I'm married to her. I, no, she's I, she's I, I wouldn't, objectively I wouldn't, beautiful. I wouldn't raise her as an as an example. Now, if she if she hears this, she, you know, she'll she, this is what she'll think. She'll think, oh, that was so sweet of Dennis to say that, but he really shouldn't have mentioned it. Uh, she, there is no part of her that agrees. And if I may say, what do you mean by that? No part of her that agrees. That, that agrees that you know when, when a person says, you know, oh, oh, oh to you're, that, you're a to beautiful that woman. Got it. Got it. I mean, whenever it is said, like at a table, when we when we at a speech of mine, we're sitting at a table, and 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 somebody will say that it's usually a woman. Men are men are afraid to say anything like that now. I'm not, but I I don't have a lot of fears. Part of my joy of life, which is worthy of its own discussion. Yes, it is. I was thinking that. Yeah, fear fear is a big one. Anyway, she will say to me uh, at the table quietly or afterwards. Wasn't that? Wasn't that sweet of that woman to say that? And I go, yes, it was sweet of her to say it, but it's true. She thinks it was sweet, but not true. It was just, it was a sweet thing to say. So I, I, I don't have an answer to this question. What percentage of good-looking women think they're good-looking? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's knowable. It's not knowable, and also I've been in very particular environments i as you know i went to an all-girls high school and so we didn't have the well now i mean if i'm being really honest now my all-girls high school is 75 percent of the grade is either lesbian bisexual um non-binary or transgender but when i was there um most most 75 75 percent according to one of the um the girls that goes there now who i know She's a family friend. She says 75% of the grade. That was not the case when I was there. Uh, there, were, there were lesbians, sure, it in my grade, but no non-binary, society. no trans, very, a, f- right a few sh- lesbians. Right. Anyway, we didn't have guys there. And that's part of why my parents sent me to the school and why I enjoyed going to the school because it was about academics first. It, there wasn't a distraction of guys. We had a uniform. There wasn't the distraction of what you're going to wear that day. It was really just focused do on your work. they still have uniforms? Yes, they do, but, but they don't. In my day, they really enforced the dress code. If your sh- uh, skirt was too short, which, by the way, <laughs> I was known. This, this won't be a shock to you. I was known as the girl that would like wear my skirt to her knees. Some some girls would like hike it up. I would never You hiked it down. I hiked it down. Like I remember I was I was on the water polo team and one of the girls who was in ninth grade, we were walking to the pool and I remember she turns to me and she goes, Julie, your skirt is literally touching your knee and I thought, Oh my god. Meaning I'm such how a nerd. Long it was. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. It was really long. I just never liked that look. I just thought 
why are you trying to look slutty? I never liked right. that look. Okay, anyway, I disagree sorry. with you that it makes you look slutty. Right, Sexy we'll talk about... and slutty are not identical. We we will get into that, but um, of course, I'm so relaxed, I lost my train of thought. Oh, yes, we didn't have the guys there. So I don't... To, to answer your question, I'm not sure because I dating and male uh, desire of women was not a part of my... Uh, upbringing or right. teenage years, but I think there, I would say I think there are some women who really think highly of themselves, and then I think there are a lot of women who are the exact opposite. I don't know if there's much of a middle ground. Maybe I'm wrong. How many women see themselves objectively? I'm talking physically. I mean that's that's really the question, and I I think it's a small number. You're you're one of them who doesn't. I mean, to be perfectly honest, you you you, you probably think you do. See I think yourself. I do. Of course you do. My wife thinks she does, and 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 so on. And so I have actually suggested to you, for example, a lot of women think men really really want very thin women. I don't know when this was created. Someone said to me, not someone, a few people have said to me that the modeling industry is dominated, and both in the photographers and and the producers of the shows, uh, is dominated by gay men, which is an odd thing when you think about it. You you would think that heterosexual men would dominate in the arena of female clothing because... Yes and and no. They they would probably seek more, I don't know... Business, economics, finance. Who would men? No, well, I, no, no. It is it is run by men. The question is: Is it gay men or heterosexual? Well, I, men? sorry, I meant I meant straight men. That uh, wait, they, so straight men would would do what? I think it makes sense that gay men run because the the that, fashion that, industry because I think straight men would would think that it's too super. They, certainly, straight men are the consumers. They yes, love buying right. the magazines. But as far as running the business, I can understand why they're not. Because they would probably think it's superficial or it's dealing with women all day and it's a hit on their masculinity. Oh, uh, that's believe me, most men would love to be in that industry. Oh. Uh, so it shows you how yeah, well, I know. Well, that shows you how you think like a woman. But, no, it's... The the reason I raised the, the gay men dominance in the industry, if it's true, it would help explain why thinness, to the extent that it is there, uh, is is so dominant, but is not realistic. So I said to you, look at anything that appeals to men. I used to say to women, look at Playboy magazine, but the magazines are pretty much dead because of the internet. And Is Playboy you, you, still around? I, I have no idea. Oh. I, 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 I don't. But uh, it is still around. All right. Sean, Sean just got the latest issue so that he would know. By the way, don't, don't be embarrassed, Sean. My, <laughs> my father had a subscription to Playboy, and I love him for it. <laughs> Quit interrupting him, he just said. <laughs> Our task is to keep him distracted from the latest issue. Uh, none of them are thin. None of them. Yeah, but a lot of them are toned. No, toned, yes. Toned is toned is fine, but but it's not toned that it, it, for when women think that they're fat or or that their thighs are big or their butt is big or their arms are big or their legs are big. 
It's not toned. It's they have an image of thin. My wife is six feet tall, and she taught her whole life that the ideal was to be a petite Latino woman. Latino woman. Why that's Latino what, woman? That, because that's what men wanted. That, oh, somebody put it in her brain. Uh, maybe an ex-husband. Uh, I, I don't know who put it in her brain. I mean, there's nothing wrong with petite L- Latina women. Um, frankly, I think women of all varieties, if, if they're attractive, are attractive. Uh, but uh, it, it's... I don't know what it would take to convince women that they are that they are appealing to a man. And by the way, even that is an interesting question. Is that when a woman thinks she's not thin enough, is it not thin enough for other women or for or for men? So I was just about to say I think a lot of it is for other women because women we act like we don't judge one another harshly we do we judge ourselves very harshly but we also judge one another harshly too so So, if if you look in the mirror and think critically you're thinking you're not thinking would i attract a man you're thinking will women think i'm attractive see to a man mm -hmm. that sounds bizarre no almost no man thinks how, how do guys look at me yeah i mean i think it's both but i think it's mostly women I, I really do. I think it's mostly how how are my female friends going to think of me? Mm, it's it's both. It's okay, it's fifty fifty. Right. But but women women do silently judge one another harshly. Oh, I have no doubt they about that. They would never that. they would never say it. And in fact, many of us talk about how awful it is that you know women judge one another. But we're right. Okay. Doesn't, doesn't take away our nature that we do. Right. Okay. That, that, so that's another subject. Uh, all I'm saying is the it comes from somewhere this inability to understand that you're attractive if you're attractive either it's innate women will just you know they're just this built-in insecurity could be innate or it's societally induced mm. or both but I'm back to my belief it's not toned. I think there's a true belief. I'll ask you a question. On college campus, did you ever you ever remember walking around thinking, wow, I just met a, a girl my age. She's truly too thin. Oh, yeah. Oh, you have, oh, you have oh, said that. Oh, of course. That. Oh, I mean, and especially growing up in L.A., there, there's a lot of that. There, I, I, I have known a lot of people who've had serious eating disorders. Yes. No, there's... The, those are okay, those are girls you knew, but on a daily basis. Do, Not on a daily basis. Yeah. Well, that's on, what perhaps I on a weekly or or bi-weekly basis. No, it do, it doesn't happen often. I think though, you know, you were just saying why do so so just just to make it clear to the audience we're focusing this discussion on women who are attractive who think that they're that's not right. yes. who don't that is correct. see themselves as sexual. Right. Um and who no, don't No, don't see themselves as sexy. Sexy, yes. I meant like sexual I hate saying the word objects, but Yeah, in, I in the I eyes have no men. problem with it. Uh, I <laughs> Clearly. I have uh, what, do you continue cuz I want to talk about that in a moment. What I was going to say is, what was I going well, to say? Well, we're talking about 
that the issue is women not seeing themselves as sexy? Well, I think a lot of it is certainly this self-criticism and this judgment. But also, I think that a lot of women, and I can I can relate to, to this idea, dislike the idea of being seen as sexy entirely in the eyes of men. Like, obviously, we want to seem sexy in the eyes of men, but sometimes... When you get there the impression, there has been a half a century of suppressing it. Well, when you get the sense that that's what the guy, like all the guy, sees in you, it is it it does feel. Oh God, I can't curse on air. I think this is my first time cursing on air. <laughs> They'll bleep it. We're fine. Okay, it it doesn't feel good, and I and I think a lot of women find it, it to be wait, threatening. It doesn't feel good in the beginning. Yes, probably. It, it, it probably believe feels. Believe me, okay. So if you're going with a guy for six months, it it won't feel essy, to use the term that was bleeped. My first time uh, ever but, uh, cursing well, on well, air. I mean, am I wrong or am I right? I mean, do 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 you really never want the man you love to see you that way? Of course, you. It's not that you never want them. I, I think it's hard for women because we. The thing that we love immediately in men, or I don't mean right, love as an in-love, is not, in love, is not that. I know. So this is a perfect it's example. It's humor and smarts I and, know. and right. Well, if they're charming. All right, so here's the bad news for women. All of that is great as a bonus. Men are visually driven. They can't help it. It's just the way it is. You just, as a woman, you sort of it's get not this idea. Fair. Do you know that I once broke up with a woman when I was in my, your age? I remember it was an Israeli woman, and I speak Hebrew fluently, so I, I, I had a per- perfectly fine social life in Israel, and I would go every year. And it was one of the brightest and kindest human beings, women or men, that I knew, but I wasn't attracted to her physically. And when I broke up, I I very rarely I, in my life I I don't think five times have I cried, and and oh. I I actually cried that uh, for me and for her. Did you tell her it was because of the? No, of course not. Oh my God, it's devastating to say you know, it doesn't work out. I don't know different cultures. I I don't know what I blamed it on. Right. But but no, of course I didn't tell her. But that was the reason. And it wasn't wasn't like she was ugly. I just I, I I just didn't visually find her attractive enough. And I it shouldn't have to be a model. It it, it just what it is what it is. I I'm not blaming myself. I'm just saying for women it it's very rarely that way. History repeats itself, and we're seeing that play out right now with inflation. When Jimmy Carter took office in the late 1970s, gold sold for $140 an ounce. By 1980, the price of gold topped out at $870 an ounce. If today's market performs like it did when Carter was in office, the price of gold could skyrocket from $1,800 an ounce to $9,300 an ounce. This is Julie Hartman for AmFed Coin and Bullion. 
Patreon. Don't miss out on a great opportunity to purchase precious metals while the prices are still stable. If history repeats itself, we may see a run on gold, silver, and platinum that could drive up prices. Be smart and consider buying now. At AmFed, you're dealing with specialists who provide you with personalized attention, honest information, and sound advice. You won't be pressured into buying outrageously priced so-called collectible coins or anything that you don't need. Take advantage of today's prices. AmFed Coin and Bullion, 1-800-221-7694. Or go to AmericanFederal.com. That's AmericanFederal.com. If he's funny and bright and strong and masculine, as I always say, the vast majority of men are, are, are physically a five or a six, okay? There are very few ones and very few tens. There are far more eights in women than eights in men. There's no comparison. And there's a reason for that. That's the way, that's the way nature designed it. The female attracts the male physically, and the male attracts the female through other means. Right. Okay. Yes. I, I think I think it really is for us. It's just it's foreign. It's not that it's not that women are not sexually attracted to men immediately. Of right. course, when you go on a date, I mean, you have to have some kind of attraction. Well, Otherwise, or you can you can believe it might. Or right, or you develop. need to be able to see the potential. Yeah, right. But for us, when we're starting out it is so not about that right and so it's it's a little difficult to put yourself in their shoes and also i think and i i i am debating whether or not to use this word because i really hate the way that feminists have tossed this around um and sort of cried wolf when it wasn't warranted but i i think women do find it to be a bit dehumanizing when you when they see immediately that a guy is just sexually attracted like because you go well it also also, that's all you like about me because i have big boobs or i have you're you're right you know entirely what about my intellect by, by the way very wealthy men have the same issue does she love me or does she love my money Right. There is a complete. And by the way, money is to men what what looks are to women. I mean, so in case women think they're deeper than men, allow me to bring you back to reality. It's true. Okay. It's very the, true. The fattest, ugliest guy who has a billion dollars is true. very sexy. Okay. So, so let's be real. Okay. There is there's an equal amount of superficiality in both sexes in that regard. I'm going to steal that point. That's a that's a very good point. Yes, yep. That's... We we don't we don't acknowledge that as women. B- billionaires are not a loveless. Right. See, he, here's also, it, and it was um, something I was thinking at, of... at eighty. Right. Just just for the record. Right. right. Okay. It was something that I was thinking about a few minutes ago when um, I forget what you were discussing, but it came to mind that um, feminists now have made men more sexually driven. It's so paradoxical where uh, we both lament that men are too sexually driven, but then we create the situation that makes them that way. And that's hookup culture. We we say that it's empowering for women to sleep with a man on the first date and to, you know, let their sexuality out. But the reality is that it's not that women aren't sexual, but they're not as sexual as men. And women 
most of us do not want to sleep with a guy on the first date or the second date or the third date or the fourth date. Unless there's serious potential. Unless there's a serious, yes, Unless there's an emotional connection, et cetera, yes. And so now, and this is what people don't understand. Like, I'm sure if I went out on a date, I mean, of course, it depends on the guy, but I'm sure if I went out on a date 50 years ago, I was more likely to have a guy that would pay for my dinner, that would hold the door open for me, who would pick me up at my apartment and then drive me home and not trying to bang me on the first date. Okay, that's correct. That was in the oppressive conventional culture. Men were more in control of their sexuality in that oppressive traditional patriarchal culture. And now that women, you know, and I saw this so much in college, so much. And now that I'm out of it, I can see how just hypocritical it is that women would constantly, constantly complain about men being overbearing and pushing it too much. But then they wouldn't ask for commitment and they would capitulate that's to whatever right. they wanted that's right and that that's what just it drives me crazy we have we have brought out and rewarded and exacerbated this part of men that needs to be controlled i i just have one immediate reaction there is not a coherent thought on the left true that i've realized <laughs> really that since true. college it's all it's all emoted and not thought through. And the reason is there's no value of wisdom on the left. Right. It just isn't. The, the, the instinct, propaganda, wishful thinking, not desiring pain. Mm-hmm. Men, women, you're just like men. Men, you're just like women. And that supposedly relieves pain and, of course, genuflects before the god of equality. Because equality is now synonymous and has been for half a century with sameness. The idea separate but equal, and I don't mean in facilities like schools, uh, I mean you are a separate entity but you are equal. Or as the Bible in its infinite genius puts it, and God created woman as, and I know the Hebrew very well, it's usually not translated correctly, she is Azer Kenegdo. She is his helper who is his equal. That's what the Hebrew says. Yep. That is That's your a, dedication to, it, to Sue and that, the that's right from that rational verse. Bible. Yes. Uh, that is to those on the left mutually contradictory. If she's his helper, she is not his equal. By the way, the same word for helper is used for God. Who is it? Wow. Yes. Just just for people won't know this. God's they, really sexist if yeah, he's using the same word for, to, yeah, sexist as God in, for in, women. In, in pro-woman. Right. Yeah. See, you know, this is why I love this show so much because I have these realizations on air or I come up with hypotheses. I am, because of this discussion, starting to speculate that perhaps part of the reason why women don't attractive women don't see themselves as such is because they're trying to close themselves up because they're uncomfortable by this overly by overly forward sexual men well yeah wait well that's behavior so overly forward sexual men can be a turnoff there's no question about it and by the way men are stupid if they do that i know you want a woman to fall for you i know don't 
act that way, like you're bowled over is, by her look. It is strategically I knew, really dumb. I knew that at 16. I don't know how I knew it. I just know, oh, you're gorgeous, you're gorgeous. Isn't going to get me anywhere. Okay, so I was out to dinner with Astrid, who we we uh, introduced on the show last week, but she's this lovely Danish girl who, who Dennis met in Denmark, and then Dennis invited her to uh, come out to L.A., and we hung out, had a great time. Anyway, we were out at dinner, and we were talking about this subject, how uh, strategically it's so stupid for men to – you know, first right. date, push the sexual stuff if they, right. if that's what they want it, if that's what they want. I mean, A, I just, I, I don't think that's a decent way to treat a woman, but B, Correct. also strategically it, speaking, it, it's stupid. Right. So Astrid, I have to give her credit for this. I thought it was brilliant because I said men need to make women feel like they're in control. I mean, it's interesting because- Wait, men need- to, oh yes, to have yes. To, as if they the man is in control. Men need to make women feel in like control they, of what, especially in the beginning in the sexual arena. I'm what well, I'm not following. No, in control of the pace. Yes, in yes, the sexual, so the sexual arena, arena, but, but also well, like you know, and they should be. Of course, no, of course they should be. I'm not saying men need to make women think that, but they're actually not. I'm saying it's it's important that men do that, but 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 um. Yes, we were talking about it in the sexual realm, but we were also sort of talking about it in the sense of like, how long does the date last or how frequently do you meet up after the first date? And um, yeah, so just just sort of like women need to feel like they're in the driver's seat. And Astrid said this, but but also women need to feel like they're in the driver's seat, but they but there's also this interplay where they want... An assertive man. An assertive man. Right. So Astrid, I thought, presented this great analogy where she's – because we were at a restaurant and she's like, it's like this dynamic now between a patron and a waiter. The waiter is in charge because he's getting the food, but you're the one paying. You know, so you're the one like, and I thought that was a great way to describe the right. the the dynamic between women and men in the beginning, where like, the you want a man to cater to you and be assertive, but but and kind of outwardly look like that, but you're also the one who's actually in control. Does that make any sense? Yes, it does. I, th- I thought it was funny. Anyway, back to the subject. All right. Okay, what? so he's confused, Sean. Why? I'm getting it. With this waiter said, thing? No, no. Forget the waiter for a moment. You want you want women to be in control, but you want men to lead. So he says it's 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 confusing to him as a male. So look, uh, let me put it in, in in terms that might might help or might not help. The the male female interplay is extremely complex. Yes, it, it, it is. It is like an extremely choreographed dance of complex moves, and that when it's gotten right, you get a fantastic ballet out of it. And if not, they just bump into each other and fall down. And it, and it looks pretty awful. My, my my take on this, after decades of talking to men and women very openly, not just two, with men and women, and very openly, and having been married more than once. <laughs> uh, more than twice. I, I, I have, right. I've, I've been divorced twice. Said with love. I know, I know that. Not said with shade. I'm not embarrassed by it. I know you're not. 
I just want to clarify I, I, for the viewers who think I'm hardest. insulting you. It, 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 certainly in the second case. The first case was very mutual. In the second case, it doesn't matter. Life is, I know that life is complex and can be painful, and that is, it's fine. I, I'm, as you know, I was just telling you how happy I am every day, and you know that to be true. Okay, anyway, the women want masculine, strong men. They don't want to be treated uh, disrespectfully. Mm-hmm. That should that should be easy for people to to manage. As a man, I have I believe I radiate strength, and because I know it's there, it's not a it's not a an act that I put on. Uh, at the same time. I treat my wife beautifully. By the way, in that regard, though, I once said this to you, I think, off the air. I came up with a motto very many years ago. You know what I'm referring to? Is it that if you could get inside of men's brains? No, no. Oh. Uh, but that's a good one. But, but this, uh, this, is, this is much more sensitive. This is a, a motto of mine. Husbands and wives should make love outside the bedroom. Oh my God, I can't believe you're saying this And on the have air. sex inside the bedroom. The, it, re- it really does show how, how open we are. Oh, the, the, yes, it, 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 exactly. It's true. I don't think we hide almost anything. We, we, we really right. don't hide anything. We well, did say that. Well, we, we assume that people who can handle reality are listening. Yes. And, and if they can't handle reality, and a lot of people can't, uh, then this might help them. Okay, so it just it is what it is, but there is a there is a time for uh, male strength to truly assert itself uh, in, in the in the realm of the purely sexual. Uh, I think that for most women, that's a turn on. Outside the bedroom, if he uh, he he should be loving and kind and and that the, and that has nothing to do with weak right n- n- no man should think that it's it's a, it's an absurdity if you, if you reach out and, and hug your wife or just tell her you love her regularly i mean it doesn't render you weak i just want to cut in and i'm doing this to protect you i want to clarify because i know what dennis means but uh the young turks listen to i know the young turks and that woman what's her name anna corinne i always want to call her anna Karenina. And and when you say men outside the bedroom are you should be loving it, you, you all. I mean, of course, you also mean that inside the bedroom they should. Yes, be. but it I is know a what time you're saying for both sexes I, to also be animals. Okay, that the sex act is not in. Okay, so I'm going to quote a guy named Stoller. I don't remember his first name. He was a brilliant UCLA psychiatrist, brilliant, and I read his book maybe 30 years ago and I I do not have a memory for lines or names I have a memory for concepts but I memorized a line of his from his book because when I read it I just was blown away the human species is not a very loving species especially when making love 
Wow. Robert Stoller. Yes, Robert Stoller. It's very honest. That So, by the way, that doesn't bother me. It doesn't scare me. I like to know reality and then live with it. The very act, I mean, I hope kids aren't watching, but uh, the the very act is not exactly a subtle act. The, the, right. The, 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 this, you know, this throbbing and pushing and uh, it, it's, which is fine. I mean, if you can allow the that animal part of you to have some expression, obviously there are times it's just loving, of course, it, 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 but it has to run the gamut. We are, we're in God's image and an animal's image. That's that's one of, that's one of my deepest views of the human condition. And you, if if you can allow the animal its time, within within loving conditions, of course then you, you've hit pay dirt. Right. And it's funny because I bet a lot of women would hear you say this and take umbrage with you. But at the same time, we live in this, this kinky culture, as I call it, where so many women and men, but it's led by women, think it's empowering to be like really kinky. I don't even think is the right word. Just... Well, kind yes. of vile with with behaviors in the bedroom, and this okay again. This shows how open we are that I'm saying this. One of the things I talked to Dennis about this recently, and and Sue, um, choking is a big thing now. Yeah, and um, I, I I I know that I've heard it from among other people women. my age. I and I must admit, men choking as women. As much as I know bed. men, I don't understand it. I think that I. I think that is vile. I, I, as I said to you when you said it, choking, it's suggestive of death. Spanking is not. Yes. <laughs> and I don't see anything sexy in in suggestions of death. I, I don't know what is erotic about doing that. So my question is, and I, I would have to ask men, uh, young men, I guess. I don't, I don't know if men my age or ever, ever even did that. But uh, I would like to ask them: Is this? Do you? Maybe they wouldn't have an answer. Did you see this in porn films? Yeah, I, it's or, very or, interesting. Or, or does this come naturally to you? Is it a turn on? Well, I've had female friends. Well, let me say that men. When they do it, a lot of the times their response is that they think they're turning women on when they do that. I don't understand how that would be turning well, women on. Okay, well, the, the but, part okay. of being a man is to read a woman. Yeah, well, exactly. But this is where the but is important. <laughs> Sorry, I had to laugh because we're talking about sex. Okay, bad joke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, I hate myself. Um, women pretend like they like it i mean i don't know for certain if all women who say that they like choking are pretending i know many women in my life who say that they do that with their sexual partners and some of them have said that they enjoy it this is probably not going to be a popular thing that i'm about to say but i have to be honest i think they're faking it i think they're kidding themselves into thinking that they like it because it's a part of this like rah 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 feminist we can I don't, be kinky I don't and deviant. I don't even have a th- I don't have a thought. I really I don't, know. don't understand how that it can be. Pl- I mean, like if you just go like this to yourself, yes. what yes. feels good about uh, that? I, 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 Nothing. Right. 
It's really it, and, and what does it suggest that he he has control over your life and death? Yes, it's very odd. And also, you know, and you said this to me when I was talking to you and Sue about this this phenomenon. You said, "Oh, toxic masculinity is everywhere and so prevalent, but choking's okay." It, it was it was a brilliant response. Choking isn't toxic masculinity, but mansplaining is. Right. I'd like to introduce you to Monorail, America's investment app that takes you from where you are to where you want to be. Monorail is an investment and savings app that is made for patriots by patriots. It doesn't matter whether you're an Apple fan or if you prefer Android. Monorail is available in both environments and online at monorail.com. Monorail is safer for users with bank-level encryption and biometrics. Your money is protected with Monorail through the Securities Investor Protection Corporation and the FDIC. No matter how you engage with Monorail, you're getting the security and the safety that you need, whether you're adding funds to your investment account, looking to buy a stock, or putting money aside for future purchases. With Monorail, you can put your money where it matters and utilize the economic power that built this country. Don't go somewhere else to trade stocks. Monorail gives you the freedom to purchase whole or fractional shares in companies that you believe in. It only takes five minutes to download the app and to set it up. Join the pro-America money movement. Join Monorail. Yeah. I mean, again, I know, I know we're we're really being honest here, but was that was that a thing among men when uh, it, it's, you were it's news to me? Did, I, mean, I, I I'll tell you. I would raise it on my male-female hour because I, 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 I use my radio show as, you know, my human laboratory, and I've learned so much. But I think it's so uh, age-specific, that behavior, that I, I don't know how many would respond because, well, I have a lot, mostly young people on my podcasts uh, on AM radio tends to skew middle age and older. So I, I don't know who I would hear from. If I would say, you know, call me up and tell me, do you do this? And do you really, wh- where did you learn this? Or I, I don't know. I don't have an answer. I, I, I mean, do men, yeah. I mean, when, again, when you're talking about spanking, obviously if you're doing it really hard to hurt a woman, that's not, fun or pleasant or sexy but if you you know you're doing it lightly or in a play, playful way i can understand how both a man would find that to be fun and a woman would find that to be fun with choking is there any like do men desire to choke yeah well that's what i'm saying i don't get it and, I, and I'm, I'm genuinely I, just it, it's not a rhetorical I'm very question. rarely befuddled in the sexual arena this, i know that uh, men this, are vi- have have me. a violent yeah, nature you're right. but yes. do they desire to choke I've never heard of it. Right. And I don't know, because as I said, the end game of spanking isn't death, okay? Right. The it, end it's game not even, it's of, not pain of tying either. you up uh, is not death. It's, you know, doing what I want, and it could be a turn on to both sexes. It often is. But choking? I don't, I don't have an answer to you. Well, it shows that it's learned. I, I think it is learned. I think it. I think yes. it is too. Well, you realize how much is learned. I mean, that women could believe that they want hookup culture as much as men, that proves how how deeply society influences people. Well, it shows you the the power of the left. To your point, because women are behaving in ways that are contrary to their nature. 
it is not in women's nature to be as sexually promiscuous as men are and as sexually open as men are right. but 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 now the the left has contaminated them to into thinking they are even if you look at this robbing children of innocence you always say it's in women's nature to protect children. protect children and, and now, nurture them and, and coddle the them robbers of yes it's innocence. i can't but we what live is in it? an upside down world by what? the way have you asked your girlfriends about the choking you're the one to ask not a guy i'm serious i have and it's i i mean i'll be honest it's a mixed bag some of my friends totally agree with me and then others are like i actually like it when it when my boyfriend or a guy does that of course okay. of course they don't like to be suffocated no nobody no, and, and nor does a, a non-homicidal right. man think that right all right but look no it's, it's I, mixed. I, i'm willing to learn i mean if, if you know what is it uh chaka sangu what is it chaka sangu right everyone to his own taste if that if that's good for you have a good time I, i'm not here to i just i admit it's one of the few things that I've heard in the sexual realm that I don't I don't get. I mean, there. I don't know if it's few. I mean, I don't get. Yeah. I don't get bestiality. I don't yeah. get incest. We don't, we don't need to go into I mean, those. There are a lot of things I don't get, but uh, that's that's a uh, okay. Look, the the point is, I'd, I I would love to do seminars for men. It's, I would love for you to do seminars for men. Uh, you would, you would love that. Yes, it, I. You don't. And this is not about the money. It, it isn't. I have been on so many first dates where men don't pay. Where they just split. Well, that that I was never rich. I am now comfortable, and I thank God for it. But certainly in my dating years, you know. I never had a big income. I had I had an okay income. I never had a big income. I would have died if we split. And it wasn't oh I'll I'll get sexual favors if I if I pay the bill. It was I'll be totally honest. It was my way of saying to the woman I'm a man, and I take care of a woman who's in my life. Right. And it always was taken that way. And it only redounded to my benefit. And by the way, in these situations, the men have chosen the restaurant. I totally understand. That's right. Don't go to the most expensive I, restaurant. I mean, like, we're all, right. I mean, so the guys in dating, we're that, in our 20s. Take, take her to a less expensive yes. place and pay for it. Then go 50-50 I'll in an a, expensive place. I would love to go to In-N-Out and get a burger. Yes, not that's, that's I don't exactly care what it is. Well, when I... You'll love this. So, when I was in high school, I had so little money. Basically, I had an allowance from my father, which I, I spent on, on books and classical records and right, concerts. So, so I had I had virtually nothing left. Do you know where I went on dates in high school? Where? So, I, I lived I lived in New York City. And I would take the girl to the Bronx Zoo. Dennis, if a guy took me to a zoo, I would think it is the cutest thing. I would love to go to a zoo on the first date. Right, and they were that free in so, those days. It was free. That's such a great idea because it's an activity. It's fun. It's different. It's. I, and, I think that's and, very oh, well, endearing. I, by the way, well, I, I had I had a, a, another endearing thought that, and I even I wrote it in my diary. 
I don't, I said I won't take a girl to a movie. Guess why? Because there's the opportunity to put your arm around her. No, or I, touch her no, leg. I wouldn't take her to a movie. That that was my point. I didn't take a date to a movie. You're right. If I but, was, but think- that's the reason, right? No. Because you didn't want to. Oh, oh, yeah. I thought the reason was that you didn't want to put the girl in the situation of feeling like you were going to have to kiss or cuddle in the movie. No, nope, re- it had nothing to do with that. Oh, okay. The reason that I didn't take a girl on a date to a movie was uh, you'll you'll get oh, a oh you wouldn't yes. be able to talk. That's right. Yeah. Well, that's, well, you'll that really like this. One. I wrote this in my diary in my junior or senior year. I want to be the focus of her attention, not the guy in the movie. <laughs> How's that? That's not yeah. bad for 15. No, not bad at all. And it wasn't meant arrogantly. I wanted her to be the focus of my attention and not the actress right. in no, the movie. Right. No, of course. And, and move both ways. How I can wanted... you get to know each other? Yes. Talking is such a turn on. Oh, since you mentioned about wanting to put your arm around the girl. So my senior year, I, I, I took, I did take a girl who I was quite interested in. In fact, I, t- I ended up taking her to the prom. So I okay. Took- wait, sorry. I'm I'm so sorry to interrupt you. So many people over the age of fifty say to the prom. What we, do you say? People my age think it's so funny that you guys say the prom. What it's do you say to prom? Oh God, I there's think not it's the pathetic. Pro- oh, to prom. There's not one. Pro- it's not the prom. How bad is it? To movie proms. or to the movie? To well, the concert or to concert? To the zoo or to zoo? Sean's nodding. You're not 50. You're supposed to be Sean, in my Sean, are you with camp. me? It just he's, sounds... He's with me. It and just he's sounds, under 50. I'm telling you, people who are my age who are listening to are so prom. going to... Yeah, you're going to prom with, with, with Daniel. Oh, I know. I'm sure it sounds funny to hear the... Oh my gosh! But I was just, it sounds funny to hear no the. We would all laugh because we, we would make fun of okay. our parents are going, who are you taking to the prom? Okay, I'm sorry that to interrupt hilarious. you. Okay. And I know I'm going to get emails from Dennis and Julie listeners who are really mad when I interrupt you and mad when you interrupt me. We Okay, we're pretty good at letting the other say what they want. But so, sometimes you've got to interrupt, including you, either one of us. Yes, because the problem. Otherwise, yes, you did. There you go. Yeah. Otherwise, the point is lost. What if there's a, you know, anyway, yeah. it doesn't matter. This was anyway, very important. So I never heard to prom. Okay, I, I get How it about now when you... to prom or not to prom? That is the question. <laughs> A new read from Shakespeare. Oh, my God. To prom or not to prom? Look, you Lisa, got me to say graduated college. from. No, no, no. I, I, I have totally adopted Thank you. from, and you have dropped in regards. Yes, that was short-lived. Okay, I'm sorry. You said you... Senior year, you went to a movie. So the girl I took to prom, (laughs) I have no problem. I took to uh, Carnegie Hall to a, I remember the concert even. Uh, Not that it would interest 99% of those listening. But it was uh, the Philadelphia Orchestra, one of the great orchestras of the world. so cute. Oh my God, that's so cute. It was cute. And I I got all dressed up because in those days you went to concert and you got, especially Carnegie Hall, you got dressed up, which is a better thing than we have today. And I remember, and I was in love. I was already in love with classical music, and I was I was almost sweating. It was so nervous making. Can I put my arm around her or not? Oh. 
That's really cute. You know, I re- I remember when I was. By the it, way, it's healthy. To if, to put the arm around no, or to feel no. nervous about yes, doing to it. Feel yes, feel nervous about doing it. I wish if I sensed a guy was nervous to put his arm around me, I would be so much more likely to like that guy that, than if a guy was right. super suave and, exactly. and overly confident about exactly. it. Exactly. My mom would say to me, and I know she's listening because she listens to all of these. Um, when I was, a, I, I think I went on my first date when I was in ninth grade. And I remember my mom drove me to the Santa Monica Promenade. And I was, I, I actually. How come you said the promenade and not promenade? <laughs> right? If you say prom, okay, you should actually, say promenade. Okay. To promenade. I will say when people say we're going to drive on PCH, it drives me nuts. It's like nails scratching on a chalkboard. I, you should say the PCH. I'm contradicting myself here. I know I am. To drive I, on the PCH. Yeah, you should say on the PCH. That's Pacific Coast Highway yes. for those of you listening yes. in Belgium. Go ahead. And we do. We have listeners in South uh, Korea. I'm well aware. Really, really I, cool. I was not being cute. I went on my first date in ninth grade. I remember the, guy, the, the name of the guy. I'm not going to say it. He, by the way, sometimes I think people who knew me in a, my previous life must be watching me now and being like, what is she doing with her uh, life? I'm sure they Hi, are. everyone. This is what I'm doing. Um, and I was so nervous, Dennis. True, I was petrified. I would have rather gone to a swim meet. Scratch that. I would have rather gone to five days of swim meets in the Arctic tundra than go on the state. Uh-huh. Than go on the state. I was so nervous. Right. And I remember my mom said to me, "You know, Julie, he's a person too. He hmm. may be a guy, but he's a person. Mm-hmm. And if he puts this, because I'm like, what if? What if he grabs my hand? What if he puts his arm around me? What if he kisses me?" And my mom goes, "He's a person." And it was, and you're right. She was right that guys get nervous too. But the problem is, that was then. This is now. Guys don't really get nervous anymore to do sexual things. They think they're entitled to and it. And that's 100 percent the the creation of feminism. Yes, it is. It totally is. A guy called my show. Remember, I'm doing this 40 years. So, so I, I was in just barely 30. <laughs> I was. A, very young guy and young guys were calling me at a young audience i had an audience my age and obviously older people so i said dennis i'd, I'd like uh, like your uh, input or your advice so i i uh, was on a date and i don't know what to do do i hold the door open or not because i have held the door open and gotten the the comment oh what do you think i'm helpless and I don't want, you know, I don't, I don't want to offend the girl. And I, I said, first of all, this is what I recall. I mean, I, I don't remember the words, but I recall the sentiment. Any, any girl slash woman you're on a date with who resents you holding the door, you should thank her for letting you know immediately what an idiot she is and you have no desire to have her in your life. She has saved you time and money. You should thank her. Okay? Okay, this is a truly unhappy human being, a, a woman who says, I, I don't need you to hold the door open for me. I'm helpless. Secondly, a man who is worried about the female's reaction when he's doing something that is right is not masculine. Mm-hmm. 
You know my def my work. Did I say it on? Because oh, you know by heart, you're a living recorder, which is great for the show. Because I'm not. Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store, but then when you go to use it, it's not very absorbent. It's basically a towel that's leaving you out to dry. Well, that's why my pillow has developed the my pillow towels. Towels that work. I know. It's mind-blowing. Towels that actually dry you. Their six-piece towel set includes two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors. And right now, you can receive a six-piece set for only $39.98 with the promo code Hartman. Go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener special. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty, and they have a 60-day money-back guarantee. To receive this great offer on the six-piece set, off my pillow towels just go to mypillow.com and click on the radio listeners special and enter the promo code hartman or call 1-800-761-6302 that's mypillow.com promo code hartman uh did i mention one of my working definitions of masculine i don't think you did oh cool so one of my working definitions of of masculinity is not intimidated by women I'm remembering now. You told you told it to me off the air. Off the air. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of that? I think you're right. I mean, I I don't think it's the whole picture. Of course not. But it's certainly part of it. So what what would you say about femininity then? What's what? Oh, what femininity. Is, okay. What's femininity? An femininity is being being true to your female self, which feminists are not. They they are true to doctrine, not to themselves. It, themselves, the female, just like the male, the female yearns to to be with a man. The female yearns to even to be protected by a male. To the, be dominated, even. Oh, oh, listen, God bless you. That's correct. Well, that's the bedroom part again. Yes, uh, but... Uh, the, we we love if a man is if we're married to a guy who's smarter, richer, you know. Yes, certainly well, in the look, sexual realm, but domi- dominant in other look, ways that, too. Why, why do women generally want taller men? Yes, that's, and, and, that's and a, I, an and excellent I, point. I, my, my, believe me, I I think there are, needless to say, fantastic shorter guys. I mean, it's a given. Napoleon was short. Uh, he was certainly a, a dominant male, but uh, it, it's it's. It's a built-in advantage to be tall. I've known that. I'm 6'4". I've been 6'4 since high school, uh, and, I, and, I, and I have known that. My wife is six feet. She is very happy I'm taller than her. She didn't expect to find a guy <laughs> who also knew biblical Hebrew and conducted orchestras. And was rational and conservative. I'm just and... joking about, about the... Uh, but, but yes, uh, she... Anyway, back to why do women want a taller man? It has to do with dominance, yes. of course, and protection. The, the dominance hits the, the most primitive part of the female is that I need to be protected, which she does, by the way. As, and by the way, if you are not protected by your husband, you will, you will seek to be protected by the state, which is exa- another horrible consequence of feminism. You don't need a man... Oh, but they didn't tell you the the flip side. You'll have the government. Yes. You know, what is it about 
the appeal of leftism that makes it such that women, not just women, men, people, act um, in a contrary way to their natures. How, how does it have that power? Because there's nothing there in, in leftist arguments. They're convoluted. They're idiotic. I know I'm I'm painting them with one broad brush, but I think it's no, apt no, to do so yes, here. Right. And so what what is it about the appeal? I mean, I know I know what part of it is, and we've discussed it on Dennis and Julie that leftism, unlike conservatism, doesn't require much of you. Conservatism asks you to look inside yourself first and correct yourself. Leftism asks you to go run into the streets and protest and wag your finger right. and blame and, other and, people for yeah. your issues. In conservatism, you're the problem in your life. And in, in, in leftism, society is the problem. So I get, I get that. But, but, but these things that we're talking about, uh, the, the two examples that we mentioned were uh, women succumbing to hookup culture, not just succumbing to, but being active participants and endorsers of it. It is a very complex it. question because it so goes against their nature, your entire life. And in the children's... Uh, and innocence, innocent, yeah. Those things don't have really to do with well, blaming society. So what's no, the No, no, they have nothing to do with so it. So what's that the appeal correct. of the, the leftist so, doctrine okay, there? So the first one, these are very complex. The first one is the equality issue. Uh, right. Leftism does not accept that men and women are basically different. And it has gone so far as to even deny that there are men and women. You are what you think you are. There is no objective. There's no objective right and wrong. There's no objective uh, male and female. There's no objective anything. It, it's all subjective. It, it, why that's appealing uh, is a very, very good question. Apparently, the... Equality casts a spell on people. The French Revolution was rooted in, in equality. The American Revolution was li- rooted in liberty. I, I'm going to make a speculation that I'm not entirely uh, convinced of myself, but we know that human beings have a proclivity to chaos. And we have a sort of barbaric, uncivilized part of ourselves. That, 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 the robbing children of innocence is chaos. I, I think that it's but indulging the, but that But the part. hookup culture is a result of the fixation on equality. I remember people calling my show. That's the great advantage of, of a talk show. And saying, look, you have to understand, Dennis, the moment you say men and women are different... It's going to always end up being bad for the women because it it means that we will use their differences to continue inequality. That was the argument. It doesn't necessarily mean that. Of course it doesn't. Of course not. It doesn't mean that you, you know, because you recognize differences, that means you use them. You can acknowledge them. Yes. And... Behave well, they, in they, an honorable way. Right. Well, they want a risk-free existence. God, it, it really is unbelievable how... The convoluted way that people think. I know that not everyone is as rational as someone like you, but that's really... I just pictured this maze. That's what leftist thought does to you. It really it, it handicaps you, prevents you from being able to think clearly. It relies upon, it says, Sean in my earphones. 
in order to make good people, which is the toughest thing in, in society, you need four things. I have this in my latest PragerU video, which will be out in about a month. So you, in no order of importance, you need truth, courage, reason, and God. That's a tough quartet. You can't get a good society without those four. As I point out, reason without God gives us the, uh, the chaos we're in now, and God without reason gives you the, the Iranian regime of, of religious fanaticism. I would love to... Did I say God without reason? Yes. Or maybe, yeah, okay. Yes, you did. I would love to give people a list. It would be very telling of just 10 questions and see what the, how they would respond. To see if they think clearly? Yes. What, what do you think is the biggest task in society? Right. I mean, I wouldn't even... It could be a multiple choice questionnaire, but I would even just want them to fill in the blank. By the way, you did a test... And my dad actually sent it to me. It was early on when I was um, working here. And it was, are you a leftist or a liberal? Yes. It was like 37 32, questions 32, or 32. Yes. It was amazing. I know. It was um, really, really that's good. That's a really important thing for everybody to go to. And I had a friend the other day say um, that she was a moderate Democrat. Mm-hmm. And I said, my dear, there is no such thing anymore as a moderate right. Democrat. If you're, a moderate, if you're really a moderate yes. Democrat... You're a conservative. Yes. Or or an independent. But but by all means, you are not a Democrat. But anyway, I wanted to give her that, that G- test. Give her the test. Yes. I, I wish it were massively uh, given out and, and people had to answer that. And you also have a test at the – well, it's not, it's not actually a test. It's a list at the end of your – uh, book still the best yes. hope, which you know I love. Where you where you uh, talk about male co- female dif- oh, no, excuse me uh, liberal, conservative, conservative and liberal differences. differences. Yeah. That's when I knew because everything I was circling was in one category. Oh, how interesting! Well, after I read the book, before I read the book, it would have been in another category, but after it, I I switched. That I will say because I, I get a lot of people saying I, I've changed their lives, and I'm very grateful for that. But when you mentioned that it was still the best hope, I knew you were deep. Because that that book, people know, people are much more familiar with my happiness book or my Bible commentary. But to understand the left and America, I don't think there's a better book ever written than Still the Best Hope. I had just, I never encountered someone who made arguments like that before. And it was so clear and so... Mm-hmm. I worked, was, I worked very hard on that. It was, and I, you pointed out th- things that I would see in my life and I would kind of raise an eyebrow at and you made it so clear how absurd they were. It's, it's, we talk so much about the, the rational Bible on this show, but uh, we really got to plug that book. When did you write that? About 10 years ago. I don't know, 12 years ago. Yeah. You know what? So I know we're almost out of time, but I'll end with this story. It just shows how how um, there was the hand of God in in our meeting. I ordered Still the Best Hope. I don't remember ordering it on Amazon, but I think I discovered you on 
I, well, I know I discovered you on PragerU, and then I started listening to your radio show, and I purchased it. And when it arrived, I almost returned it. Really? Yes. Why? Not not after I um, – once I opened the first page, I I loved it. But I thought – honestly, it was because I order a lot of books. I just order a lot of things from Amazon. And, I'm, and I was – I remember I was trying to be better about it. And I was like, oh, I, I'm not, I'm not going to read this book. I love listening to his show or, you know, his PragerU videos. I'm not going to read that. I'm going to return it. But something, something told me to just keep it and to try it out and – Look at what happened. It really, it's a devastating book. I, I know that. And, I, you know, it sounds terrible to say it about your own book, but I, I don't really give a damn. It, it, it's really important and that you knew that so touched me. Well, I mean, I'll take it. Thank you. But my God, it doesn't take a rocket scientist mm. to see how yeah, well. important it is. You know, and, and also one of the things that you... You talked about so, and I thought it was just fascinating. Was that there are these different world systems? We have Islam, the American value system, and then the kind of like European welfare state, and those are the the three that are really dominating right now. And you acknowledge at the end of the book that some may present the Chinese Communist that's Party right, system, yes. but you said but that's it, not rooted in it, it, it's, in ideology. It's right, exactly. Well, its ideology is the all powerful pair party that suppresses all dissent and, and freedom, uh, but allows free enterprise. Right. The, but it, that's a, it, it's they, a shallow they, ideology. Well, not only shallow, it, even from their own perspective, she currently, as we're speaking now, the, the, the tyrant of China is, is suppressing, uh, is suppressing capitalism is suppressing a lot of industry. He wants the government to take it over. Communism can never allow any arena of life to be free because it will engender dissent and dissent is intolerable. So it's, they tried it, but it's not, it's not working out. Anyway, it is an important book and our, uh, our talk today was about men and women and sex. This we is, go from sex well, to communism. Yeah, I know, but it was ninety percent sex, and and it, it and a lot. I I know because I have a sense of listeners and so on. Some people will be uncomfortable. Yes, they will with what was said. But I have I have a final statement on that very subject. It is irrelevant if you're uncomfortable or not with what you hear. It's irrelevant. All that matters is. Is it true? That is the only question one should ever ask about anything they read or hear. Not does it make you comfortable. Yes. You know, you asked me in one of our earlier broadcasts uh, whether I am happier now that I'm conservative. And, of course, I answered you, yeah, yes. Yeah, you have a great answer. And, well, I, I have a few answers, and, you know, one of them is that so much of – of why I'm happier is because I found religion and God. But but the biggest thing that I say is because it taught me to accept reality. Not accept it and not try to do anything to improve it, but to accept it instead of try to r- run away from it. You are happier 
paradoxically, when you accept the tragic nature of life or the uncomfortable parts of life, like, yes, if I were designing the world from scratch, would I try to tamp down male sexual nature? Would I I try to change some of the things that we're talking about? Of course I would, but I can't do that. And I am so much happier when I acknowledge it and we talk it through and try to find the best way to go about things instead of running away. We got to acknowledge that, reality. ladies and gentlemen, is why she is a gift in your life. That's very sweet. Thank you. How do you reach people? You tell us, Dennis, how we reach people. By the way, someone memed us. We thought it was so funny. We, yes. had, a, we had a Dennis and Julie. Did you see this? No. Oh, my gosh. We had a Dennis and Julie listener who, uh, is that the right? I know. I love how I'm 23 and I don't even know if this is the right word. They memed us. Is that right? What did he say? They made a meme of you. Okay, that's what I just said, Sean. That, that's what I thought. Yes, and, and I asked yes. you what our Facebook she name is. She is annoyed with you because you made meme a verb. She is now annoyed with you for pointing out that. Nice. Go ahead. I asked you uh, what our Facebook name is, and you responded, Coca-Cola should not be drunk that often. And then I, there's this like visual of me going we're never going to get followers this way because you don't know our social media handles because i always take care of it at the end of this show that's right exactly. so dennis i know but you're going to be out no. in the world speeches yeah and people yeah. are going to go how do All we right. follow you at dennis and julie no at dennis at- julie w- yes okay what else what else do you need at dennis julie oh my god and then you buy a lottery ticket and pray for a win <laughs> At Dennis Julie Pod. Oh, this is important. Pod. On Instagram Sean, and Twitter. Why do you whisper pod in my earphones? <laughs> you, you are such a troublemaker. He's somewhat of a sadist. He's enjoying this. And what's our Facebook name? This is so easy. Oh, of course. Dennis and Julie. Facebook.com. Dennis and Julie have faces. Oh. Dennis and Julie like books. Facebook likes Dennis and Julie. Oh, my God. Dennis and Julie FB. What is this? What is this that we do? Speak. It's not what you think it's called Dennis and Julie Speak? Podcast. Wh- thank you. 80th time's the charm. <laughs> oh, God. See you next time, my dears. And email me at julie at julie-hartman.com. I'm going to quiz you on that next week. Julie at juliehartman.com. No. Julie at Julie Hartman.com. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.